Dive into the mystery, the scenery is everything The fussing and the fighting and the feuding and the editing is true To another episode of True Bobcast. Just got hit in the head with a stick. We're sorry we're late. You could probably tell from our voices, but we're sick. Okay. We both got sick at two different times, two different places. His sickness sounds similar to my sickness. He says he had chills. I had no chills. Oh, Maybe I you're got sick. the big chill. Maybe John you're Cusack sick out there. Style. Right? Are you sick? Are you somebody? Are you got somebody in your house who's sick? Huh? Are you losing your mind on Benadryl? Are you losing your mind not being able to sleep at night because you keep sneezing? Are you losing your mind because you can't really tell if it's nighttime or daytime, if you're sleeping or if you're at work? These are the thoughts that you have when you have a cold. Nobody really talks about the insanity that is in your head when you have a cold, right? I mean, it also sounds like you're in night country by that description. Well, I mean... You but know, the insanity of a cold? Is that what you just meant? <laughs> the insanity of a cold is like... <clears throat> my wife does this thing where she like constantly reasons with herself. She's like, it's allergies. It's not, I don't have uh, the flu. It's gotta be allergies. The rationalization. And then like, you know, uh, she was sick first and then like, you know, I got it. And I was like, I guess I got sick from your allergies. <laughs> you know, dude, I had a 24 hour fever dream based review of this uh, final episode, man, <laughs> dude, during my sickness watching the episode. Okay. We're, we're done night country now too, by the way, it's been a great season of true. we've been we've been up we've been down we've been all around with this season and uh the last time we spoke to y'all like we were talking about how we thought for sure what would happen would be they would tell us yeah there's some supernatural elements but in the the last moment they'd rip it all out maybe like yeah it's just a regular old murder case um dawn has come (laughs) i'm muddy certain things off of this episode i really liked the first 10 15 minutes i thought that they were like you know, exciting. You know, I, I like the fact that we're here at the night country. I still don't understand why, you know, once they get there, they can't leave there. But meanwhile, Pryor is driving all around town. Yeah, let's uh, take the 60-year-old broad up to the ice cave. No big deal. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like maybe she is pl- like maybe she is a relative of Captain Marvel. Who, Danvers? Danvers. Yeah, man. but gotta like, be Danvers, genealogy. Also, Danvers' character was like she was smart. But also in certain situations, ignorant, you know, and like yeah. also too, like, I mean, the, the theme, I mean, like every single one of them, I think that they covered up more murders than they saw. Amen. Right. This so like, what, who is so this? It's just this like, is hey, like I mean, true criminal. True criminal. Yeah. Like, uh, and like the way that like, you know, we, we find out about Wheeler getting shot or whatever. And like, you know, that whole reveal, like. You know, um, the payoff wasn't even worth. There was it, no dude. payoff there. Well, if they showed him, blow him away or whatever. There was no payoff, dude. Like in that That's scene at all. It's like um, because you just didn't really care about them. And so, I think no one care. of the things that they messed up in this series is there's several things, but like one, mm-hmm. the element of the flashback, because the element of the flashback in previous seasons would allow you to know the character just a little bit more deeper. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. You know what I'm saying though? Like, and I feel like that's been a mistake. That like, there's no more like. 
um, you know, like who was Crash? You know what I mean? Who was Navarro? I didn't really care towards the end about no. the forward time. I will drop my little bombshell. I kind of saw it a little where I looked it up, but uh, I mean, are the only thing I could think of was like Pete addressing Navarro, but were they both like are Navarro and Danvers like the same split personality person? Probably. I mean, you watch at the end, like you know, the whole thing. We'll skip ahead right to the you know the is she dead or not dead thing, right? And like she appears on the right side, the left side, but I mean, like people were with Navarro. You know, were like, they though? <clears throat> I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe it is Danvers. Just I mean, the whole with everybody and you know how there's she unre- was a Kavik? Un uh, what is it? Narrators, un trustworthy narrators. What is that it's phrase? Unreliable narrator. Unreli- this was just an unreliable, uh, you know what I mean? Season. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing that really threw me off is this, right? If you're gonna do the um whole bait and switch thing that it's supernatural, and then hey, it's not. It's just a straight up cold case murder case. Great. But don't show me all that grudge shit. You know what I mean? Like the grudge imagery and like all that stuff where like, you know, I was led to believe that we're in the middle of a horror show. It bothered me, dude. Yeah. You know, because it was like, what, episode four or so. I was just like, where are we at here? What genre? see things. What genre are we in? You know, is it true detective or is it the ring? And as we know, as things all wrapped up in episode six, it wasn't the ring. It was. Or was it? (laughs) I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is the debacle of leaving the door open. Right. Great. But my when favorite you kind of single, entertainment, single question. And like, I even, we set all like all the things that happened. We, in some way, shape, shape or form, predicted this season on podcast. I can't scream like I can. No, we, <laughs> we're, um, we're dialing it down here. We're in the shed right now on the trail. We didn't even make it up the hill today. We're not in the night country. Yeah, this is like the Apres true detective. Look at, look at the bottom layer of my shoes. I know, we just ruined these. We ruined our shoes for you here on well, the we ruined, true. We ruined the benches for the next guy. Here's what they ruined for me. All right, episodes <laughs> one and two. You know the, me, the, me, the me, lore, me, the the grace of you know we're gonna see Rustin Cole and Marty Hart back on the prowl again by showing his imagery of season one, the spiral Carcosa imagery, uh, even putting in someone's granddad related towards our favorite character. Travis. And I went back and watched that scene again. It made me even more angry. Because they spend so much time on this ghost. Not only are they showing the ghost in a uh, wide frame, like a wide angle, but then they do another angle where they speed up the camera frame. They shoot in 60 frames per second, and they speed it up to make it look real supernatural. Yeah, like, spinning like the around. Matrix. It's like, why? Why are you showing me that, right? That's scary. I don't know, Rose Agnew got the fever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's she got the, the fever. Uh, shout out to B at work. Like, B's like, uh, what she say to me? She was like, what? What is like? Who was Rose? Just like the Rambo of like this whole yeah. series that was like Rochambeau. Rid of the bodies. I'm your guy, you know. Or I'm your. I'm guy. your guy. I'm the eighty. Yeah. And look, yeah, no questions either. Too like, okay, say say for instance you're a detective, right? But you're also a part of a detective police department. <laughs> who found the bodies? Oh, Rose. How did Rose know? Oh, she said a dead person showed her. None of it's no convenient. Questions. None no of it makes sense. Let's not go question Rose about anything. How did you find these bodies? It's also first draft. But it's like eighth draft. I do think about that AI. statement you made. AI, yeah. And AI. Uh, I heard that the Madame Webb movie that came out really feels like it's written by AI. What do you want from me? That's the secret yeah. through fair, that song. Yeah. It signifies the AI revolution. Did you uh, see the Sora? Soren? Soren? What do they call it? Sora? Something. The video, AI generative video. You're talking to Danny Close. So It's over, dude. Um, so listen to this. Turn right? off your 
turn off your internet, everybody. Just turn it off. Dude. I know if you could turn off your internet, and get prepared for when we don't have the internet. I highly recommend. No, it. we'll always have it, but it, it is not going to be authentic anymore. I don't think it is at now. No, I don't. Think How else either. do you explain the disparity between the critics' review saying this was better than season one compared to this podcast to uh, Eric Kane at Forbes totally yeah, dis- it's the dismissing most watched it? Watch True Detective too, as well, which is very strange for someone who's been covering it for a decade. Um, I'm sure the uh, um, data mining farms in China have nothing to do with that either. Just streaming the, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, it's all yeah. bought. It's, it's all, all, it's all, it's it's all numbers. Yeah, content like, You can is buy content. something, but you can't buy shit from me, dude. And I know you can't buy shit from you because it's like- I don't sell nothing. Ne- well, no, it's like you need- That's If you want true. me to buy in, yeah. you got to have me- Like I was talking to my wife. She was like, do you remember like when uh, Far From Any Road would play season one, you'd get up in your robe and dance around the room? Because I was so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Se- the theme song would come on. You know? I know. Like, and it like transported me to a different place. And it's like the reason why we do True Bobcast- and you know i mean we don't really cover much anymore but it's like it's part of the relic of my past that i really enjoyed i was thinking about this the other night it's like i mean like back in the day the internet the scroll was like getting a movie at blockbuster and like you get the movie and it sucks but you still watch it because it's experience you know what i mean you had to have the experience you went to blockbuster you got to rent it yeah but in today's world if it sucks you're just it's over you know you're done skip and it's like that's the part of our generation that i'm most thankful for that we will take with us you know, into the future is that like the water cooler moment, the pop culture explosion, the when real life isn't as satisfying as a fictional world, there's something to be said about that. And it's like, I think that as a writer, I'm always trying to do that, you know, like it's hard. And that's why True Detective season one so good. Dude, True Detective season one was a watershed moment for it signified like the end of things and the beginning of things. Uh, personal, a note, you know, I had recently separated from my, uh, wife, you know, only months earlier and to have one true detective and true Bobcast as an escape at that time, uh, you know, got me through some, some, some hard days, hard nights. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, pocket dial came along and got me through a hard year. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, I'm not going to say true Bob. Well, yeah, if it wasn't, look, if it wasn't for B-Man, who knows where I would have been. True. It's nice to have a, a friend or a partner um, to share. <laughs> Hetero the, life uh, mate. Huh? Hetero life mate. Hetero life mate to share uh, the pop culture enthusiasm with because, you know, it's infectious really. And it's like, even though the season like was, I mean, I gave it a C minus, you know, maybe a C, a solid C. I wouldn't say C minus because that would be like borderline below satisfactory. It was a satisfactory performance. C. Mm. Whereas, you know, the things that bothered me, here we go. And I have a list that I calculated. Never, we I didn't got write, a list. Here's the, way, the order of my list and it's in. We didn't write anything down this season. You know I was going to last night. Man. I thought about it too, like the old school way of like I the know. whole episode. But it's yeah. fun to be scatterbrained. Yeah. Um, here's the things that bother me. Okay. And this is the number one issue I have with the plot and where it went. Okay, so we have lots of elements of Chinatown. We have lots of elements of like water pollution. We have, you know, activists. We have um, the Tuttle Corporation, which pissed me off too, right? But like, Annie Kay starts to have a relationship with this dude who was a good actor, by the way. I thought like his his last, like, he shocked me that he had more. Clark had more to do than I thought he would. Yeah, why do you call Chris Wood Clark? Griswold? Yeah, Griswold. Clark. Clark. Because he reminds me of Griswold. He's always, he would always fall into situations and somehow <laughs> remain victorious, you know? I love that guy. Uh, shout out to Mr. Wood. 
Um, okay, so Annie gets in this relationship, right? You know, she starts to hang out with this guy. Say, hey, what do you guys do over there? You know, this, that, or whatever. And then she happens to stumble down into their secret chambers and pulls out a couple of long tubes and all of a sudden, you know, becomes an expert in the microbiology yeah. and science and like fucking, you know, uh, what are they trying to do? Extract the DNA? Somehow or another, she realizes, oh, they've been pumping up the pollution? Dude, how? No, how no, you know what? Know I think you know what's center over the edge? The fact that the pollution only affects the natives. Is that true? No, but like, is nobody in the t- nobody else cares that their baby? Nobody other babies are dying. Yeah, yeah. It only affects the natives, bro. Just to be clear. But how? No, I, this is the plot hole. This is the stupidity. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. I didn't even think that. Yeah. I all mean, the other townsmen that aren't yeah, natives. Yeah. Well, we said they it a couple care. episodes back. Nobody cares. Because right? they're getting you got paid a to kill statue coming they through all town. Everybody's Brita. like, well, "Who's getting pizza?" They're the only smart. They, they 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 were told to buy a Brita water filter. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, like. Yeah. <sighs> They're not having Come babies on, in the dude. water tap water in the pool. Come on, dude. So look, it bothers me that that happened, right? And then there's several continuity errors, mm. in my opinion. One, mm-hmm. okay, so she's downstairs. We see her downstairs when she's pulling out the like white kryptonite fucking from the wall or whatever, and she starts smashing stuff. And then she's <laughs> found by the dude who's in the bed, right? And he's the one who stabs her. What's his name? The scientist? Garbo. Scientist number one, whatever. Something like that, right? Uh, Vecna. Whatever the case is, this dude—he immediately goes into attacking her. He immediately goes into stabbing her. When does she have the time to film that recording from her phone? Because clearly, it's in the caves, right? So maybe she was upset in the caves before she actually got to the location. But that wouldn't make sense because she hasn't done what she's going to do yet, and she's not scared because the dude's not attacking her yet. Also, like these guys probably knew her. Like he, Clark was probably bringing her around. She would sleep over. You know what I mean? Like. Well, they probably hated her because they're racists. I, I just, I find it so. <laughs> I mean, come I, on. Like man. what I, what I, what I, what I other... think it, it could have been now, like in the moment right now. I'm thinking they hate the natives. Well, I mean, bro. if I'm a detective, dude, that's the number one question I'm going to ask. Okay, how does a 17 year old girl know what the hell y'all talking about here? My thing is this: she didn't go into the room because she had found out about this like Chinatown conspiracy. She's married She Sue. went to the room because he probably cheated on her and she wanted to get revenge and yeah. she started smashing shit. That's a motivation for somebody who's young. I just don't see Well, yeah, but knowing. she's a, she's an activist, dude. You know what I mean? Ugh. She's a liberalized, you know. Activist, dude. All right. So, I mean, that's just an issue for me. It's like great, she got there, she got stabbed, right? Great. All right, you know. The black star. But like how did the how did Okay, so let's just go straight to the, this this big reveal. Okay, the big reveal that you, you and Straight. I didn't you you and I didn't see coming. But I will say this: if you go back and you listen to True Bobcast season four episode yeah. one, we or was we're it covering two? one or two. Huh? It might have been two. This is maybe episode two. You say to me when we're up on the hill, you say, um, "Hey, did you notice that that one chick had uh, three cut fingertips and the camera showed it?" That's definitely something later. You said that, so you do you know that? Huh? Do you know that I said that? Yes, yes. All uh, right. Score one for the gipper. So good detective work. Uh, I mean, it was obvious. I was off. It wasn't Navarro, even though it still felt like it could be in the final moments. I still think uh, they're split personalities, man, but that's a matter for the courts. Oh, wait, no, let me rephrase that. It's, I guess it's my uh, decision. Uh, So we can each write our own stories to this. How fun. How great is that? Collective, uncollective consciousness. Ice or individual conscious or whatever, man. 
So I'm bothered by a lot. I'm bothered. Of, I'm just bothered by the Annie K thing, but like the reveal of like you know once they once the you know also too by the way Danvers being I guess part Captain Marvel part Scroll somehow or another she's uh picks up in the conversation. Scroll. What'd you just say again? And then she like runs and grabs like some chemical off the wall, and there happens to be a UV black light just hanging out, you know? Oh yeah, no doubt. I, I would like to know if that black light was in a frame before, so she knew it was there. Because, Luminol. Like, she's just a matter of fact. Oh, grab the black light. Luminol. Like, you're under the ice. Is that what it was? Luminol. I mean, that's the name right, of the. So we find that out, right? Then we go to the house, and then for, the wait. First comes of all, how... I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. Kavik goes down. All right, so Kavik was the most pointless character in the whole show. Pointless. Did nothing. Could have cut every single piece, but then it would have been five episodes. And uh, Danvers surviving the fall through the ice. One, how old is she? Sixty-five years old. About, I would say 59, 60. 60 yeah, dude, that I was like make a twenty-foot drop I wouldn't make it in seventy in ice. It's ice. Look, she's Captain Marvel. Okay, so then she Captain gets down Danvers. there. She gets down there, right? She finds the fingerprints. We go to the house, Bloody and the ladies, they straight up say, the justice ladies, I guess you call them. Some people are calling them that online. I'll tell you the story, how it goes down. Then the mic drop. How the, smug. The scratch. How smug. It was, I got to be honest, leader. when it happened, the music choice really I did like. It was the first time that there was a music selection from this season where I felt like it was a good drop. You know, like when they busted in with the guns, it totally made sense. And it totally like went back sure. in my head, like saying that whole thing. They always gear you up being like, it's supernatural, but guess what? No, it's not. Or it could be. But then like, okay, so they bust in there. Dude, they, I'm, not, I'm not buying here's SEAL my, here's, team Here's my second crew. plot hole thing, okay? That's it? They Go round on. them all up. Yeah. They get them in the truck. They yep. take them out to, you know, Rose's backyard, right. if you will. Fair enough. And uh, they take all their clothes off and they say, go run into the woods. Or excuse me, run into the ice. You know what sprawl. I mean? Sprawl. Run into the sprawl. Run into the night country. Night So cunt. say, for instance, this is you and I, right? Now I'm going to run out there, right? I'm going to definitely look for body heat. I, we would be crouched together. But somebody from the group would make a plan to flank to the right or left, you know what I mean, to get back towards civilization. They like they didn't show where what Rose excuse me what the Justice ladies did did they get back in their truck did they turn the high beams on and sit there in the heat of their car for an hour and watch them die or did they just get in their truck and leave because they left the clothes there for them too saying like you know and the way that they phrase it is she must have gotten her so they're still referring to the supernatural right yeah and dude with the chopped off legs who's a murderer of season four. You know, technically, he's the chopped off legs. The guy who loses his limbs. I sent you the Vecna. photograph on Reddit last night. Oh yeah, Vecna. He, is that his name? That, that's but from that's Stranger the guy, Things, isn't it? Yeah, but he looks like Vecna when he wakes up and points at him. I guess I didn't see that co collection, but so we check it. Right? So you're like, on the tree. I can't do him like loud. I'm gonna lose my voice. I'm um, getting a little energized here. It's true. It is true. Um, so so this dude is the leader of the group, right? He's also the one who has the spiral on his forehead too, as well, right? <laughs> yeah, mother. Now, now when he goes to the mother, mother when he Earth goes to the jail, right? You know, or excuse me, when they he this is the dude who wakes up in episode two in the cold open, right? So he wakes up in the cold open, right? And he's screaming. He's the same guy that Navarro and Danvers go to um, interview him. After the finale, there was several scenes I had to go back and watch. This was one in particular I needed to watch because this man has a chance to say to Danvers, the fucking cleaning ladies busted in there, took all our clothes, made a strip, go out into the ice. 
But if you watch his entire sequence, you watch that entire dialogue, that entire dialogue is him simply saying, she was out there looking for us. Then he goes straight spooky style and, you know, pointing at Navarro, then goes flat. Well, that was hallucination. His speech, his talk, right? Yeah. Is convinced and feels supernatural still. It, I, that's a part to me that is very, very it concerning. All, it was lazy. And disconcerting at the same time because it doesn't make sense, really. You, you were coming to, you, you have just lost your limbs. You've got, what's it called? Um, hypothermia. Hypothermia, but what's it called when you go black, like uh, your fingertips? That's pretty much hypothermia. Frostbite. He's frostbite. Got extreme frostbite, right? Now, the Frost thing with this rat. is, is like, um, he has a chance to tell Danvers, and Danvers is patiently waiting. The cleaning lady, the lady with the four, like, you know what I mean? Like anything. Yeah. But instead she chooses to go supernatural, which leads me back to this thing of you and I running out into the ice. I'm flanking back, dude. There's nothing that's going to stop me from seeing my son again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how scared of you are, how scared of you are, how scared are you of getting shot? When you're point, in the no. hypo turn, yeah. I mean, at that point, it would probably feel good. The heat of the bullet. I know, dude. But like my thing. Do is, it. I'm here. Do I'm it. I'm ready. Kill me now. But like, so that Get leads me chopper. to believe true. that there was something still out there, but we'll never know. And that's just like super. Uh, well, you that's can just decide, like Bob. Detective. You. It's all about you, Bob. Well, you can one do it. Had some of these type principles too, as well, but not as thick as this. It's like the participation trophy of True Detective. It's like yeah. you can write your own story. Good for you. You did a good job. But yeah, I mean, it just bothered me that this guy, he could have said something, you know? He didn't, you know? And it's like, okay, great. I know, then, what a then schmug. Then the whole other thing that just really bothers me about the whole sequence of events and the way they played out. Okay, as a writer, as a screenplay writer, there's something that I was taught from actually Mayor Yanif Aronson down there in Country Hawken, who's my Country. writing teacher at Monco years ago. One of the things that um, a, a good teacher, Yanif, told me was straight up, only write stuff that the audience needs to see. It's important oh, well, that they uh, need to see this, you know? It's a movie, right? There's several things in this that could have been taken out, right? Now, with all the True Detective Season 1 connections, right? You got Travis Cole. You got the Tuttle Corporation. Yeah. Did one. you ever look at, like, a map of yeah. Louisiana? Yeah. And the locations of all the real-world locations of True Detective Season 1? When you talk about a sprawl, they're filmed like miles and miles away from each other. I think they even cross state lines. I was I I went I went down at one night. I was looking. I was like zooming in on the the crop circle or whatever it was. The first scene, yeah. and it was it was spooky, but it was great. Um, and then yeah, I mean, up in Penis, Alaska, we got to be the only ones calling it that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty, pretty sure somebody out there. Right. I mean, like, it was pretty evident, though, that, I mean, like, the war, the theme was so apparent. It's, is they, it propaganda? Like, <coughs> no, no, actually, it's... Come on, really, man. <clears throat> it's not propaganda in a uh, way. If you think about, or think about from the... Is it propaganda when you're speaking your truth as a writer? I don't think that's no, anyone's because truth. Because that is her truth. I listened to her podcast, HBO's True Yeah, Detective. but she's a... She, she's only done two things. Look, I think that she... Yeah, look, but, here's the thing, is I read that she wrote Night Country. She wrote a really great story called Night Country. Wait, hold and on then one second. My the producers at HBO read the script for Night Country. No, it's the same thing that happened with Ten Cloverfield Lane. Hey, your movie's great, but we can make it even better by retrofitting it to fit this franchise. So, Night Country was its own story called Night Country, hence why it's the only subtitled True Detective. But Plot Figgins. think of it. Take out all the True Detective season one stuff and just have Night Country, 
it's I a pretty good, watch it. pretty good story. I, but it would find no, its own audience. You know what I'm saying? Like I would never watch. That's that the show. problem. I mean, like the, the and then like the spiral losing, the spiral. Oh yeah, that's where they put it when the ice is gonna fall down. And the, 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 wait, wait, wait. who is to do with the hold gun on. and the, the boots? The location. You know what I'm saying? So they it takes them the whole series to find this entrance to the caves. They fall down 20 feet, yeah. move 30 feet, fall down 20 more feet, move 30 more feet, and all of a sudden they're under Salah. Yeah, that shocked me. Come on, dude. Can, can I tell you something real quick? Like, I don't want to forget. Don't insult your audience, bro. Did you think for a second when she came up into the hatch and she heard twist and shout that they were in a time loop? Well, the TVA made an appearance when uh, Navarro saw a clock mutter she's awake again through the time door. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, you remember how in the beginning of this episode of True, True, I was saying that they they filmed Travis Cole in 60 frames per second and then sped it up? Sure. They also filmed Navarro watching, what's his name? Jesus? Mm-hmm. Clark? Yeah, Clark. So you see Clark, right, in the kitchen having his little, da-da-da-da, you know, she's, we, she's awake. But he's looking at Navarro, which really ties into my whole thing of she's awake, it's Navarro. Which really leads me to believe that the real killer was Navarro's mom just wreaking havoc and dropping all these little spiritual like telegrams. Like, hey, by the way, who the hell falls asleep with a rose, a, a rosary in their hair? Well, that's your choice, Bob. You get to decide what the truth is just, on True Detective. I don't like that, though. You know, I mean, no, like, duh. The thing about it is like, that's even not, that's not, well, like, season one ended. Perfectly with, oh, yes, yeah. there were still questions and there was still yeah. more of the sprawl out there. Yeah. But there's a great, you know, sequence at the end where it feels like closure, right? This didn't have closure that was really good. It also left you being like, it had Fisher. Fill in your own spot. Yeah, exactly what you're saying, like Mad Lib style, especially Choose after your you've been, you, they jerked us around for like, you know, six episodes. And then, you know, at the end, they want to pull the old, uh, maybe she's dead. Maybe she walked down to the ice and like, I'm like, dude, first off, she ain't walking out on the ice to die dressed like that. She looks like she's going to express or something like that. She has a jacket on and never seen before. White jacket, black boots, black <laughs> Dan- jacket. Danvers, if the she was going to die, she would have had no clothes on. Dude, the, maybe she was going to take them off, but the bionic no, woman, no, no. Danvers, you, know, you take clothes not off, only, then you know, brisks casually brisks through, you know, falling multiple stories on ice Oh, then she just casually goes under for a good, uh, you know. Yeah. Dude, no you, big deal. You would die. Dude. No big deal. No hat. No hat. I think she had nah, a hat. It's all good. It's just it's just scenery. And also, too, like, um, I didn't realize, too. Okay, so, like, let's go back to Clark real quick. There's Clark! Plot, plot hole with Clark. Hold on, wait, one second. Can you hold that Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Interjection. Speaking of, like, uh, unbelievability, I tried watching Con Air last night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, good old-fashioned, you know, no political, blah, blah, blah. Uh, put it on. And uh, unbelievability, the first scene, you know, the army ranger, Nicolas Cage, gets attacked by three hood thugs in the rain in a parking lot, kills one of them, defending himself, and somehow gets sentenced to 10 years in jail. On what planet does someone who gets attacked by three people get charged? (laughs) End of rant. What are you saying? Speaking of uh, Conair, there's this theory on the internet. Oh, I'm not I, really, uh, I knew it's a danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really <coughs> professional in this area, but uh, I'm a thought holder. So apparently, Conair takes place in the same universe as The Big Lebowski, and the character that Steve Buscemi plays in Conair uh, continues into The Big Lebowski, but he is uh, in the witness protection program or something like that. 
Ah, fascination. Regardless. The Clark thing. Let's get back to Clark. Yeah, Clark it up. <laughs> okay, so Clark's getting his ass beat. He's also listening to uh, Andy Kay's murder over and over again. He lies to the detectives when he says, I never would touch her or kill her, but we know from his flashback. Second time they did that, too, in one season. You're going to do that once, by the way. What? The old Rust and Cole, like, uh, you know, um, remember when, like, you know, like he's like, it's like we're walking up on Reggie Ledoux's place, and it was just like wildfire, gunfire, you know? Yeah. Dove into the mangrove, you know what I mean? Like, well, they narrated. They show them just sneaking in, whatever that's called. It's like when you're lying to the audience, right? right, You're lying to the people, but telling the truth to the audience. They did that twice this year. I think you can only do that once, a couple times. But just the second time is when you know you find out Clark really was the murderer and he was the one that killed her, who loved her so much, which made no sense. I know it's so exhausting, Um, dude. Exhausting. You know, there were so many other options um, not to kill her. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, and the editing, too, like, Danvers I, went to bed, and all of a sudden, the guy's frozen like a cor- corpsicle. When? Danvers went to bed, mm-hmm. and then she wakes up, and he's frozen to the bone. Yes, and that's the part that I want to talk about. Initially, I thought, you know, and she like, didn't even go to bed. Well, I mean, uh, Navarro was like, no, uh, Danvers says to Navarro, like, what did you do? You know, like, uh, you couldn't even watch him. But the thing is, though, it's the third time in the series, and Dan- I'm surprised Danvers didn't even pick up on it. Every time the power goes out, someone dies, mm. right? So they came. The justice ladies came there. They came to Sol- that to, to Sally or whatever the fuck. They came there that night when Navarro was passed out for a little bit, and they— uh, Is that a theory? This is my theory here on the— and True! True! And you're man. allowed to have that theory, Oh, Bob. God, thank you. In 2024? Yeah. Thank you for letting me have my feelings intact. You're welcome. Thank you for letting my feelings have some sort of validity in a fictional world well, that doesn't really make sense. We're beyond feelings. Okay. I think it's your own reality. Your okay. own fictional reality. Your own reality. Fic- <laughs> There's not even words for it yet. I like it, though. So, and, and, I mean, and, and looking back, Bob, you were right about everything Navarro did or didn't do. Yeah, Whatever I thought Navarro was the killer true. for a while. and like you know, Whatever I mean, you think is true. Bob. I still thought Navarro could have been the killer it's up until the end. I thought for like a moment Clark would like say something to Navarro, and Navarro would be like, would reveal that they had been working together the whole time. I always felt like that could be a possibility. Um, but like the thing that bothered me is, so he dies outside when the Justice ladies come. But then later in the series, and a lot of people online picked it up, and I, I saw it too, like live on Sunday night, but he has, she has a confession video from Clark. And Clark has no wow. blood on his shirt at all. Like none. And when you last see Clark in the chair, he's a bloody mess. You know? And F- like also, like, where did she get that from? Right? Where did that show up from? Also, two things show up in this season four of Bobcast. I heard oranges you got, right? You got oranges flying out of nowhere. Oh, so wait, yeah. Danvers cuts the spiral orange. Navarro says that her mom used to cut the spiral orange. Mm. There, there's why is Navarro so obsessed with the holding kid? Like I just oh well I get that. Never mind. I don't have to worry about it because whatever I think is right. Yeah, you're right. You're right here on the truth. So, it's so comforting to know it is, that. It's like, comforting to know that I'm you right. Can just, you could just mess up and just you know be okay. Well, that's true. But let me tell you this. I found out on the Daily News cover or something yesterday or two days ago in the Wawa that our friend uh, Navarro's from uh, South Philadelphia. Born and raised? Did not know that. I don't know about that. Playground? She was just on the cover Spent of the Daily most of News. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing. Yeah, so you give, you give the little sugar to make the medicine go down. Now, I want to welcome everybody to the new age of the 
female chauvinistic hog. Remember back in the 80s when the male chauvinistic pig was like an enemy, but it was like kind of tongue in cheek, you know, and then slowly but surely the female or the male chauvinistic. You're talking about Larry on three's company. Like Larry is now Navarro. (laughs) You said it, not me, my friend, but along those lines, I'm talking pop culturally. I know what you mean, yeah. Don't take this too seriously. How far we are from equality or like ever being equal is when everyone takes like a decade or two to like, you know, shift the tides. Yeah. So like in the early thousands, it was male chauvinistic American pie, pig shit. And now at the end of the, I I, I love your fixation on America pie, but um, when's the last time you watched it? I, they're not my favorite movies. They weren't my favorite movies either, but But like, I also saw American beauty in 2000. Yeah. The zeitgeist though really went, I mean, look at that too. I mean, it's about an old man who's younger than us, by the way, 40. Who? Um, Spacel? Spacel. And that film's 40. So check. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the female chauvinistic hog. Are people championing this? Are the viewers celebrating these sh- female chauvinists? I don't know if that's a phrase or a term, but if Carol Danvers isn't a female chauvinistic hog, prove it. She pillages, takes, bullies, covers up hates, crimes, commits crimes, covers up, covers up crimes. Horrible person. No redeeming qualities. I mean, uh, of all the people on the show... She's not even an anti-hero. Even Pryor that gets his... Uh, you she's know, an anti... Pryor, remember when uh, Navarro's like, he's all going, he's going to be fucked up forever, right? And she's like, yep, I think so. They're like, yeah, <laughs> hey, dog. Yeah, cool, man. PTSD, trauma. Join the club. But, you know, I just... I was bothered by, like, these, like, sloppy errors that maybe weren't errors and, like, a little bit of clues left over. But, like, so what? Because it's, like... Also, dude, the tongue. Okay, let's go to oh, the, the freaking tongue. What a tongue. red! What is it? Red herring? Is that the meaning? It's a MacGuffin. Device? Device? Is what it is. Okay, a it's MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the MacGuffin is like the. <clears throat> it's basically what the hatch was in season one of Lost, right? Yeah. It's so a, like it's you got, a, also too, by the way, very similar to Lost. You got a hatch. You got a polar yeah. bear. You got mystery. People disappearing. Same AI. thing. You know. AI. But like the thing that I just don't understand is like, um, like. Why put all that shit in there and not have it pay off one bit, right? The payoff for the polar bear was like her opening the door and seeing the stuffed bear on the bed. Give me a break, dude. It's just lazy, dude. Well, it's sloppy writing because it's like it's it's the first thing you would think of to do. But like I, I'm still like tripping on the whole like thing that you said a moment two ago when, you know, she's like, let's go down the cave, walk 10 feet to the right, <laughs> walk 10 feet to the left, go up the ladder. And here we are up into Sally's, you know, and it's like. The thing that really bothered me about that was like, okay, one, that makes no sense because it looked like it took them quite a bit of effort to get there, you know? And they say they can't leave there. Tell us it's because the, the place is up on the mountain. Meanwhile, Pryor and everybody else is out shopping down in the town of Penis, you know? Yeah. That and, made and no what's sense. The, like, what's the difference driving around up in those conditions with the vehicles you got, whether yeah, right. it's a yeah. blizzard or not? Yeah, you can't it's see. It's always... Yeah, bad. Torrential, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ugh. You got heat in the car, right? If it's too bad, you know, unless th- it just made no sense. That bothered yeah. me. Before we spiral real quick, I want to give my official True Detective season rankings list. It's not controversial, uh, but it's pretty obvious if you listen to our show. Season uh, one, first, season three, second, season two, third, uh, season four, fourth. That's my, that's my call. One, three. Two, four. One, three, two, 
Same? Same? Yeah. Same, same. I didn't hear yours. I got ADD. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong mic. I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah, mine's... Um, <clears throat> Four, right, now, three, four, three, two, one. If you didn't hear me, because I wasn't using my mic. All right, th- this will switch it up. What was your favorite um, season of True Bobcast recording? This, this is a good. Oh, you just yeah. kind of. This is a really great well, one, one to be because honest it's with like you. we were like something about like moving the podcast out of like you know the studio or the lounge. Yeah, like, you know, coming what? out. That's a really. Uh, that's such a great coming out connection, and like you know, once also too, like we should remember in the year two thousand twenty-four, the night country played against quite a few snowstorms here. So like you know, yeah. there was one time we came here and it was like, yeah, this has been a meta experience to Arctic. say the least. Yeah, we've yeah. been through quite a lot, up to and including this uh, flu um, yeah. delayed season. We had two episodes episode. where we were delayed. Yeah, uh, it happens, you know. <laughs> Yeah. We're not like those YouTube guys that like literally post the episode at like 10 01. Yeah. It's a labor of like love. You know what I mean? Yeah. A this labor is true. of like. This is true. Is labor it? Labor of like. We love. I still, right I mean, on. like, look, I wasn't pleased with the show, but I still love watching it. So, yeah. wait, so wait, so wait. It's still wait, one wait. of the best things on TV at the So, at the all right. The True Detective, True Bobcast season one, we didn't do all eight episodes. We should retcon that. Maybe, maybe not. You want to do a redo of season one? That's tall order. If you like us to do that, you know. Yeah, we need a strong support to hear any of that, but I, I mean, I, it would look. be fun to um, do um, if we did a true Bobcast season one redo with a, like a live audience and you could record like we could watch the episode. I, I was going to ask you if you wanted to come over Monday night and watch it and do it live somehow, but I was like too complicated. We could do that with OBS. We could have it. Well, What's OBS? Get, it's um, open broadcast systems. It's like this thing you can use where I love acronyms. I All know. the acronyms. Everything has an acronym now. Actually, no, it's um, pretty cool though. But I mean, like I if we did it, it, would be. But we would get flagged by HBO Max or whatever. Yeah. So, but all right. What we could um, do is we could reenact. We could. I would love to um, to film like, an episode of season one, like me and you, film like a, film season one on a low shoestring budget. Okay. You know, we do our best. Do a little more creative something on it. I think something about being broke is like people love it, you know? So, yo, um, so, all right. So, True Bobcast season's ranked. Um, I think you got to go. No, I guess the the first season holds such a weight, dude. Such a, it's got to be number one by default. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Um, 4-1. It'd be 4-1. 3-2. I might even go 2-3. Three Three was a dark period in my days. Yeah, it was. It was a dark period. I, I experienced like personal tragedies that's a recurring theme on the true right sign me up hey. i'm okay everybody hey what are you looking forward to most ah, just heartbreak just heartbreak insanity. and you know descent into madness no, but, drum beats. um cutting through it all god loves me i'm a child of god so i'm good but yeah when she went up into the hatch man and i thought it was a time loop i thought that might have been the twist and i was like for a moment like like my knees got hot and i'm like no 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 because like yeah. didn't she I, 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 that's one of the things i went back and watched I went back to episode one. I'm like, didn't she like bust open like the fucking door to the DVD thing to turn it off? Yeah. I, I it's, it's but when we went back, it wasn't like that. And then we go back to the whole thing with Navarro staring at Clark like that. You know what I mean? Like Excuse why me. as a writer, did she want us to see Ugh. Clark going through the thing with Navarro watching the thing all going down? You know, you know? 10 years ago, I learned this phrase and I think I just kind of put it together here. Mm-hmm. It, it, what you're talking about, it's like gaslighting, dude. And I hate to use it in such a trendy, you know, meaningless way, but it's pop 
Gaslight. It's like gas. It's like Gaslight Entertainment style. It like strips away all the sinister negativity of it and just makes it like uh, mm. consumable. Yeah. And, Stream, and, like and, a streaming culture type thing, you know? And I keep thinking about like Howard Stern, you know, back in the yeah. 80s. Shock jock, pushing the limits, being raunchy. Mm-hmm. And like everyone loved it. Like, is this the female version of true shock jock? You understand? It's like so jarring, so exhausting, so strenuous, hard See, to I watch, didn't, I didn't hard fi- to listen like, to. I find it um... – Because this is the ladies' D-boot, and that's all I'm going to say – no misogyny aside. I never had a problem with that through Nikki that this season four, to be honest with you. I, I mean, like, I know why, because uh, I'm a screenplay writer. Like, yeah. what happens is, like, when it gets good and people want to pay for your shit and make it, it's because you told it from a point of view that's true. True! <laughs> when you write a script that's not true, like, you haven't experienced it. She, it sounds to me from listening to her stuff. Shout out to Pez. I mean, she's a rookie. She, came, she only had one other film, dude. One other movie. That's it. But, like... It's an enormous like responsibility to sh- to shoot anything that's more than ninety pages, and a traditional season of you know True Detective. This one was six, so you're looking at you know a lot of stuff, dude. And like you don't shoot it in order either. It's a lot of work, so that's probably where some of the mistakes went down. But like Pez versus Piz, that's another thing we should talk about real quick. I sent you a text the other day, Pizzy. Pez versus the day Piz. after. Um, yeah, I just, I just said like I'm not gonna. You know, all misogyny aside, like it's ladies deboot. It's not. It's not the ladies reboot. It's the ladies deboot. They took True Detective down a notch. This is from uh, Piz. The ladies deboot from Pizzy. Uh, this is on his Instagram. Uh, this was a couple days ago. True Detective aggregate post. This here is the place for all your trolling, support, infighting around True Detective and the absolute moral degeneracy and misogyny of anyone who did not think it was good. Let's move these screeds off my post about my wife, true love, and my father's death, okay? I'd say stay civil, but of course civility has no place when criticism of a television show indicates some form of Italian evil that must be stamped out. So roll on, Tide. Roll Tide! Satire is welcome, and do try to have a nice day. So they were attacking Pizzy online, and, um, you know, it's crazy. Like, can you imagine creating something and, like, you know, having it become an IP and then like it gets taken over, but you're still associated with it. It's yeah. like free press though. Yeah. Know? But it, it, it's like with, with Kanye, it's like Adidas still selling his shoes. We should talk about that real quick. You know right? what I'm saying? It's like, bro, on what planet? So you, for the last, what, maybe four, I would say 10 years, we have been on opposite sides of the fence when it comes to Mr. West. But uh, I can say that for the first time ever, there's a song on Vultures that I really like. It's called Burn. And the reason I like it is because it's got a beat and like it actually sounds like he's in a good mood. More of that. Oh, wow. More of that, please. That's my style. It's always been like upbeat, like yeah, pop music. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hype songs is what they call and, them. Yeah, dude. The kids and, call them. You know, for the most part, I did enjoy that. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's lots of things that, you know, I could say that I'll, I'll keep working at to enjoy. I never give up on something, you know? Like, especially if someone's, you know, trying and he's got his own set of issues that come with that. Oh, but I mean, boy. with Pizzy and uh, Pez and the True Detective, you know, fan base, it can be toxic. It can be 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It can be boy. all over the place, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have people who love it. You have people who hate it. You have people who were like, ah, it was good. Hey, but, you know, 
God bless Pizzy. God bless Pez. Uh, I want to just say to Piz, I mean, we we are satirizing the show a little bit, you know, more so than. And look, I proudly separate pop culture from reality in every single aspect. It does mm-hmm. not represent life at yep. all. It, it has no uh, obligation to. Okay. It has no boss to report to to make sure that it's doing a good job. But of we know as mirroring what we see with our own earball here with our own earballs and eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? So. When I talk about like the ladies debut, like don't it's not in the flesh here. It's not on the it's not face. It's just pop culture, dude. Yeah, well, pop culture has this it's a tendency. sport, dude. I mean, I I've told you about um, my script Nelly Maker. Remember that? I had the script Nelly Maker about this Nelly Maker. Nelly Maker was this. Uh, it took place in the future where basically a, a woman was being held against her will to do. Um, unnecessary things and necessary things through the course of time travel unbeknownst to herself. She didn't know she was doing these things, causing all these rich men to get, you know, filthy, like, you know, billionaires. It was a pretty cool script. It was like the Matrix like meets Back to the Future kind of, you know? Well, they've been prepping old ladies to be the new superhero for a long time. Yeah, so like I got my script, my agent got my script out there. Old ladies, time to shine, baby. Um, One of the producers got back to me and wanted me to turn uh, Nellie Maker's um, race. They want me to do a rewrite on the script and change her, change her race. Change her name. Because at the time it was, um, <clears throat> it was just when George Floyd hit, and they wanted me to change. Well, you don't have the, the lived experience to do that. No, I've I've written black characters, and I was. Uh, I'm gonna call somebody. I really man. liked writing. Um, I wrote this script once for this producer called Squid in the Hood. This dude was a yeah. I heard that, that hip hop guy who couldn't make money, and he wanted to pursue his dreams, and he went to. Like a cancer research. Dude, uh, that story on that podcast center. was such a head shaker. And uh, basically, he, like if, if you study squids, they have like this um, substance within them that can like fight cancer. So he was doing trials and he gets into an accident, turns into the squid monster. But yeah. that was like something that somebody wanted me to write for a specific type of thing going on at the time. Cancer was out of control. Somebody wanted me to change. Uh, you know, races, change genders. You know what I mean? Producers are never happy because they're not creative enough to like sit down and actually write 120 pages. So, you know, what happens is, is like a script will get, sometimes like it, it can be from the writers, it can be from the writers. You get constant notes from all these producers who are trying to, like the producer wakes up with their coffee, sees something on the news. It's like, oh, I've got an idea. Let's put this into the script. Yeah, but and what happens like, is it never it works. down from the... Yeah. shareholders so like i would love to know like in a film like how many like i would love to know like how much suicide squad was actually changed from david Ayer's original version i would love to know that but with true detective let's get back to that real quick yeah we uh, part yeah. ways for this season i felt like i was in uh Navarro's lots of mysteries dude Gulf lots War. of things going on there you know at the end and and look why the camera even, turns why, on what, what's the what's the relevance of the cross necklace that magically appears out of nowhere and your hair dude god i would that's like i have long hair and i'm so scared of getting like something ah, caught in my hair. Yeah, I'm very in picky. my dr- like. It shows up, up in Danvers uh, or Navarro's like car. Yeah, it's just being kicked Sh- around. Didn't Why? she throw it out the window, dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it goes from out the window in through the. Is snow. that just like a? That, uh, there you go, dude. That's got to be it. I mean, like, it's got to be that there was that you'll never know because your choices here. No, no, no. Okay, on the. No, it, it, whatever you think is right, Bob. Whatever you think is okay, true. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm content with my feelings right this now. This is your truth. Just make sure we're Your still... truth. Uh, this is my truth. This is your this truth. This is my truth 
the, the whole show is your truth and their truth and my truth. Are you true? Are you real or are you part of my um, I'm multiple a child of God, dude? But seriously, is that just pure anti Christianity? Disparaging the cross I, I, over I and over again you know, for no purpose, what, 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 no you, context. Lots of times here on the true, true Bobcast, uh, you say something, and then I start to do detective work in my own head. Go for okay, it. If you, if she did throw the crucifix out the window, right? Yeah, the bear ate okay, it. Okay, so threw that's it up out in there in sleep. the tundra, right? Okay, what else is out there in the tundra? The orange. So somebody's out there retrieving things. Is it supernatural or is it who? Is it your boy and his main function in season four? Kavik out there, huh? Picking up the guffins. Kavik picking up McGuffins. Hey, we need somebody Yo, to pick up some McGuffins. That's a spinoff right there. Picking up McGuffins with Kavik, dude. <laughs> write that right there. Yeah. I'll watch that. Like I'll hate watch that. What if like next season, like he's just a guest star, unexplainably on SpongeBob? Oh, that'd be great. Is SpongeBob still around? I think they make them. I don't know. I mean, I, he's still popular with children. Anyway, I never I missed that boat. We were in LA or whatever. Oh, totally. And did uh, you get a double? No, all right, we were in LA, but we were in college. There, that's a little more timely. So check it. Like, yeah, with the Antichrist thing, I'm totally anti that. And uh, the um, crap, I just keep having it and losing it. The uh, Sacagawea. I totally forget what I was going to say. Sednia? Oh, okay. Here it is. Yeah, Sednia. No, but not Sednia. This uh, season was, at best, abstract art. You know what I mean? Yeah. You I get mean, to like, look at me, it and think yeah, whatever I, you I want. will agree with that statement because they dipped into too many genres. You double dipped. Yeah. You, know? you went into the grudge horror thing with this jump scare stuff that was like yeah. really like timed out and like, you know, purpose, you know, like, let's yeah. scare them. But then, like, you also tried to be psychological. You also had so many plot. Dude, the plot line I wanted to know was, where's the wife? And also, too, somebody, I, can't get, I can't say this, that I took this, but I saw this on Reddit. Actually, I took a couple screenshots on Reddit of some things that I saw that I thought were brilliant. And like, Wait, which wife? Um, Hank's uh, Russian mail order right, wife. Right? Oh, that was just so a Remember at the end hacker. when the, they turned the camera on? And they're, they're yeah, doing yeah, the, yeah, the Marty yeah, Hart yeah. detective work type thing. They fooled us into thinking they yeah, were going to yeah, show yeah. Marty. And- I kept thinking, oh, my God, what if it was their voices and they didn't show them? That'd be cool. And you knew it was Marty's voice? Yeah, what if they were interviewing them? Yeah. They, they should have. We should have written it. But um, <sighs> so, like, this kid, like, on the internet, when she was being um, interrogated, he was like, yeah, she should have straight up said, we think he moved to Russia with his mail, mail order bride. He left his, you know, like, God there's bless. evidence of that and sending money there and stuff, you know? So, in my... Truth, it mm-hmm. was Marty Hart and Rustin Cole interviewing Danvers at the end. They showed, they showed them. What do you mean? It's not them. They showed them. No, in my truth, it is them because oh, okay. I'm yeah, allowed yeah, yeah. to just make it up. So that was a great ending in my version. Hey, here's, here's a great one off Reddit <laughs> from uh, Dougie Jurgens too. Whenever they solve a crime, they murder a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, it was just uh, True Criminal. As abstract art, I don't mind it. There's but one more, as man. like a narrative uh, television miniseries, it's not good. This one's from Orion St. James. It genuinely feels like each individual scene was written by a different person with no communication between them. <laughs> this season was some Tommy Wusso level shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Russo or Wusso? Wusso, our boy. Oh, very good. Yeah. I forget how to do it. I know it's hard, right? Um, oh my God, Bobby. 
Is it about that little crap? Uh, but anyway, uh, that was a voice I got stuck in. So yeah, what about um? Yeah, it was just bothersome. You know what I mean? Because it was like, okay, so they're doing this, right? They're telling she's telling them their side of the story. <clears throat> I gotta be honest. If I was those old dudes, she for some reason she did not come off convincing at all. Who? Danvers during like the thing. She has oh, no. prior bring her a coffee, you know what it's I mean? It's in Hawaii, like, on. I thought that was like it. a clue. But like she just felt genuinely just lying. Phoning you know? it in. And dude, like they broke Smug. More, they broke more laws than Smug. they stopped. Oh yeah, no you doubt. Know? True criminal. And then we got to do the, oh, let's make our own destiny. Make our Here destiny. Here comes Navarro on the true ice. On and true she's ice. like uh, all dressed up in white with the boots. And she's walking out confidently to her suit. First off, who looks that confident walking towards their suicide? That happy? Oh, they love it. You know? Yeah. And obviously pro she would have. Yeah, that was the thing. Everybody at the end of the True Detective season four, let's go get pro suicide t-shirts. What if like everyone just, you know went straight uh what was his name dicaprio's gonna play him hmm? uh, dude i'm brain farting like a maniac dude i'm surprised i got this far it's all right you're doing a good job here on the true bobcast. that was a nice ring bobcast so like you know she's being interviewed they're trying to wrap up the show they're showing you all this stuff you know do it your own way do it you know for me. then they still do the whole thing you know like with the justice ladies, they tell their story. They say, oh, we didn't do that to the tongue, you know? And it's like, oh, here you go. You just Bro. got one more thing. One more thing before we all go. And then, you know, there's the whole speech of some people come up here to uh, find something. I guess what? she did. You Yo. know? And then, like, they cut to her on her porch on the left side of the brain. Yeah. Then Danvers walks into the right side on her brain. She's wearing all black now. And... Basically, what that is showing is it is symbolic of season one's ending of it's the oldest story in the book. Dark versus the black night. people versus white people. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> You're nuts. Oh, no. I thought that's what you were. I, I mean, that's I, yeah, I guess what... I didn't. I, 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 I wasn't thinking race, but you always bring me back to earth. That's Dude, what I love. I'm so about you here on the I'm so sick of race as a narrative. Like a I don't force. think it. Like that's the weird thing about me, Mick. Dude is like I don't think in terms of like race. No, I know, but like, I'm I, talking I, about like, pop I, culture. I don't have a race like part of like I'm not. I'm talking about pop culture, not real life. Yeah. Like I don't walk around being like, oh, this guy's here in Seven Eleven. He's a race. Like no, in real life, I love everybody. You know, until they're dangerous or you know what I mean, uh, whatever. But on the TV shows, it's a different playing field. It's a screen. It's art. Yeah. You know, anyone's allowed to create anything and I'm allowed to say anything about it because it's just art, bro. It's all art. Whatever you want to say. You know, she was like, she was implying when she was like holding Danvers after she falls miraculously and survives in the ice. You know, uh, there's more to to this, Rose. There's more. Holden thinks about you. You shut your fucking mouth. It's like, oh, dude, didn't we cover this? Dude, I... Uh, Didn't we cover this? And like, you know, like then like the whole thing, she she obviously has some sort of pathway into, I wouldn't say, uh, to the afterlife, right? Which can be spooky, right? Spooky. Danvers has a pathway into lying, manipulation. Like did Danvers like ever have like, like, yeah, she finally confessed to Navarro how she felt, but did she ever really have the change of, well, I guess, yeah, they show you her sitting with her daughter who now has the permanent tattoo. And that's the character arc right there of the whole show for, for Danvers is that she learned to be a good stepmom. 
And it's like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah. You know, and like prior, what a waste. You know, we talked our the boy? MVP of our boy. Dude, he just became like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. You know he what I mean? He got cucked. They made him kill his dad. His wife, dude, she was the worst act. She's like, I hate you. Let me kiss you. <laughs> dude, they for- they forced his hand to kill his dad. Like, what a, what a, what a sadistic writing, you know? Yeah. What is that, Oedipus? Anyway, what do you call it? You know how, like, Suicide Squad, like, suicide is when you kill, you know, yourself, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. What is the term when you, like, murder, like, an elderly person? Like, gericide or euthanasia? something? Euthanasia? No, not euthanasia. Like, gericide or some... some. Can I go to the phone here for yeah, once? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's called... Uh, Dr. Kevorkian used to do it. <laughs> Murder of elderly. Gosh, don't look... Don't, oh, God, the government true detective coming Murder to get you. of elderly. There's good content here on the... True... Senicide and geronticide. Show it to me. Today we find both terms in common usage. Senicide refers to the cultural and ritual killing of the old age. <laughs> How do you spell that? Senicide and geronticide referring to the murder or manslaughter of any senior person. So basically the uh, cleaning lady crew will forever be known as the senicide Sen- <laughs> squad. It sounds like Sedna. Senicide Squad. Yeah, there you go. She was a good actress, man. She did a good job with that. You know what I mean? The leader of the Senicide Squad? she was good. But, you know, the thing was, we didn't really get a chance to know her too well. We only saw her in, like, maybe two, three scenes the whole, like, season, you know? She was such a, um... I'm not even going to judge. But her character was so hot and cold, dude. She obviously hated men, hated white men. You know what I mean? How am I supposed to like her? We took things into our own hands. Well, nobody care. No, no. I don't know. You know, I, I was left. Um, I, one, I was, uh, you know, I, the episode ended. I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to rewind. I got to watch the girls, Justice Girls Bustin' scene again. And then I started to, you know, develop questions, you know. And, you know, the, the question I have mainly is when when will they stop jerking us around with this like universe stuff and like you know technically Travis Colt like what does he have to do with the case and who's Rose you know like who's Rose how they meet nobody cares she's slaughtering animals burying bodies uh, you know what five star looking dinners you <laughs> I know? just I just thought about what really yeah. happened and I know for myself What's so that? I'm content I, I don't even need to tell anybody I just the truth oh, is whatever. Personal. Okay, it's your the choice. Truth, yeah. It's your choice here in 2024. Yeah, right? yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand you're developing feelings towards this type of environment that's fictional. <laughs> you know? Do you have fictional- open source entertainment? Is it okay for fictional feelings to become real feelings? You know, um no comment, but huh. probably not. So I think this is kind of a night country to me, henceforth is a metaphor AI. Like, AI is the night country, dude. AI is anything goes. Uh, you know, there's no sun. It's dark. People walk, walk into the night. And uh, what were we just saying right before that? I don't know. I was just thinking you're just – you're literally just going you, – you're The sprawl. Yeah, but you're like – you just said earlier, you were like, yeah, I hate when they, like, try to write something about, like, the times. And you're saying now it's about AI, which is the times. Yeah. I don't know. Night Country is AI. And uh, 
yeah, there's just no escape, dude. We're all wrecked. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I like I'm 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 fairly certain, you know, this goes on, but what like imagine if everyone watched a football game but saw a different game the same like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Like everything's gonna be so personalized and just isolate everybody. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to translate, you're gonna have to have like Google translate your experience to other people's experience of the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and just while we're at it, this whole, Oh, we live in a simulation. Please don't tell me you even come close to subscribing to that. Not just you, Bob, but listeners, please, please, please tell me you don't come close to subscribing to that. But what about this conspiracy theory ish? They're trying to make you believe that you're living in a simulation so that when they put you in the simulation, they can say, told you so. You heard it here on InfoWars, brought to you by Alex Jones. Coming down the pike, we got Joe Rogan and Kanye West coming up later. I love everyone. <laughs> you know, I, I, here's what I think. I think that it was great from the point of view that we were wrapped up in it for six weeks. And the winner, I think it was also during the course of my birthday, you know? So it's a blessing to, like, turn another year with a true true i think it was my birthday with the true detective episode i don't know maybe i, don't, I can't recall 24 uh, and i do like i liked it but like yeah, the yeah, plot yeah. holes you know all the stuff it, it's because i think that we look so deep into the show and have yeah. such valors because of that season one thing i do like your idea of doing something to like you know, uh, honor season one. Cause we didn't do one, two and three, right. We came in something like three. that. Yeah. Something so we like might that. as well finish it. And even our episodes, they were recorded over the phone. Yeah. And you know, they're probably like 15 you know minutes we long. Do is we should record it like as if it is 2014, <laughs> like acting oh, out. We should flat circle time. What was and going, we didn't even mention what was that. going on in 2014? We didn't hold. Wait, what? Like, what was going on? Obama was still in office, right? Like, Obama was in office. Oh, 2020, well, 2015 was peak life. 14. Yeah, I know. But 2015 was like peak life. 2014 was Super Bowl Shark. Yep. Uh, 2014 was a pretty good year. Birth of Pocket Dial. Mm-hmm. Um, culturally, uh, I'm drawing a blanker. But yeah, I mean, I'm down to do that. I, you know, it was very fun this year being able to, you know, just get wild and be out here in nature, Valley Green recording. So much different than like being in an isolated studio because we didn't walk today, but like during the course of like all those those past five episodes, man, we were everywhere up in here, you know? Yeah, we were Screaming here true, everywhere. A couple you know? grand lounges. It's good times, man. And uh, good news. Uh, yeah, it is 10 years ago. True Detective came out. I'm about to play Mickey, the brand new pocket dial track. In honor of the 10-year anniversary, these old guys aren't going to get out there and do um, torn like we used to, but, you know, we're going to start making music again digitally. Oh, hey, man, you're announcing that. I am announcing it here on the True Bobcast. Yeah, pocket dial back, man. That's uh, the rumor. Your eels. Your eels. (laughs) Keep your eels peeled. Keep your earballs. But, yeah, just start making music again, and, uh, you know, it's fun. I haven't done it in so long. I used to, like, my goal was to make a song a night. And it happened the other night for the first time, and I was pretty happy with it because it reminds me of the old school pocket dial, to be honest with you. Like when we first started out and it had that into the bubble, like bubbly feel. Big you bubble. won't hear it until the song is complete, but just something to think about. Uh, to the audience members and all the people who participated throughout True, True, Bobcast Season 4. Bobcast. Uh, I love you. I, I love enjoyed you guys. every single uh, experience. Uh, sometimes it, the podcast was late, sometimes it was early. 
but it was a great time. Shout out to my my detective, my partner in crime over here, kicking the mud off hey his now. boots, Mr. Michael Karpovich. Thank you, Robert. Any closing uh, thoughts? I just think that the show's only going to get worse from here. Uh, it'll definitely be back. I don't know when, but it's coming back. And uh, looking forward to uh, you know doing this again when the time has come. Yes, indeed. My name's Bob. This is Mickey. Hey, yo. And this has been another season of True. True.